Buck James and the Conway Wampus Cats get a tremendous victory in Tiger Stadium at Bentonville in week one. Bo Williams of Shiloh Christian runs wild in Little Rock and Boonville wins a shootout in Ozark. We'll break it down on this week's Prep Rally. You're listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Now here's your host, Graham Thomas. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. I'm Graham Thomas with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I'm joined in the studio with NWA Democrat Gazette sports reporter Rick Fires. Leland Barclay joins us in the River Valley. Guys, I'll tell you what, man, you know, it don't get any better than what Rick and I got to see last week at Bentonville with Bentonville and Conway. Um, we're going to just jump right into that one for, for the week one uh, recaps. Um, man, I tell you what, I've seen some good high school football games, and that one was as good as it gets, right, Rick? I, I'm the same way. I'm going out almost on 40 years. I, I can't remember a more uh, exciting uh, game. It was, it was a college-like atmosphere. And, you know, um, Conway jumped out there, and I said, well, you know what, they're going to beat them pretty bad. And boom, the second half kickoff, 99 yards, C.J. Brown. And then he gets an 81-yard touchdown pass. Man, I wish I could remember the kid who was downfield blocking number 18, I think, for Bentonville. Threw a tremendous block down there that helped spring him. But, man, uh, absolutely tremendous game. And we know this is only round one. They're probably going to see some uh, each other maybe uh, in the uh, playoffs for round two. Leland, I'm I would almost guess you were kind of keeping an eye on that one, uh, just out of the corner of your eye anyway. I know you were at Northside and uh, Greenwood, but everybody was wanting to know what was happening in Bentonville. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's you talk about uh, big boy football. That's yes. big boy football. Yep. So Bent, Bent, Bentonville was down, uh, well, they got down 14 nothing almost right off, right the, off bat, the bat, and it was 28-10 to 10 at halftime. And like Rick said, C.J. Brown returns the opening kickoff for a score. Bentonville gets a stop on defense, and then they score again on another long pass. C.J. Brown, all of a sudden, it's 28-24. Bentonville eventually comes back and takes a lead at 39-35. Conway has one more drive in him, goes down and scores for the what would be the game-winning touchdown, and 42-39 final. And I was just just amazed at what I saw. Well, really, on both sides, you got to give Conway a lot of credit. You know, they uh, and Buck James, Coach Buck James's debut, they came up and got a big win, and they've got a, they've got a really good football team. They got athletes all over the place, and this game lived up to its billing. They and then, absolutely did. You know, you got to give credit to Bentonville too. Yeah. They they could have laid down and um and and gotten blown out at home in their home opener. They had a chance to win the ball game, and you know, at the end of the day, sometimes that's all you can ask for. So, um. Takeaways from it, uh, you know, it doesn't really hurt either team either way. It just kind of gives you a barometer of where they're at. I think both teams kind of feel like, well, we need to get a lot better in a lot of areas to, to get ready for the, you know, the stretch of uh, conference play coming up. Especially uh, Bentonville, man. Um, they Time and time again, Conway got defenders behind those uh, in the secondary, and I know they're going to concentrate on that. But, uh, yeah, n that number one for um, a Chris for uh, – for Conway, got behind yeah, Chris O'Neill. Yeah, he was really, really good, and and they're going to clean that up because Bentonville is traditionally, uh, like uh, Leland said, you win with defense, and and they kind of got um, whacked around a little bit on defense, and 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 they get better at it. Yeah, it it was just a really cool atmosphere. I got to kind of take in the 
the pregame out there on one of the landings for the, the, the stairs going down out of the press box. And, man, it was it was a great crowd. Conway brought a great crowd. It uh, wasn't sure terribly hot. Uh, just a really fun high school football night. It's really what it's all about. Um, man, down in Little Rock, uh, there was, there was a, a heck of a performance by one of our guys up here, Bo Williams of Shiloh Christian. Um, you know, statistically, the – the Shiloh folks had him for 400 yards on the nose and six touchdowns. Um, you know, I know stats can go here or there or whatever. That, that was a heck of a performance for Bo Williams uh, and, the, and the Shiloh Christian team getting a win at Little Rock Christian. You know, I'd, that one surprised me because Little Rock Christian handled Shiloh pretty good at uh, the, the Champion Stadium last year. And, you know, I thought with Walker White playing at home, Little Rock Christian, uh, you know, there was some some adversity that Shiloh had to overcome. Their quarterback went down, and Bo Williams just put that team on his back. And then that defense, and Bo plays on defense too. Um, they get a big forty-three to twenty-two victory at Little Rock Christian, and man, that that to me speaks volumes about maybe what Shiloh Christian's going to be about this year, Rick. Yeah, to overcome something like that, losing your starting quarterback. I don't care if he is a freshman. He's your starting quarterback. And, Bo, I was talking to the uh, uh, shallow Christian coach, Barnard, and I said, you know, did you go to Bo and say, hey, man, we got to have you. We got to uh, – and he said, no, it was implied. Bo knew. And he basically <laughs> said, G- give me the ball. I will yeah. help win this game. Of course, you know, Bo gives a lot of credit to the offensive line. And I want to say, I, as an ASU graduate, I watched ASU – get totally nationally embarrassed 73 to nothing at Oklahoma and you they're recruiting off the portal come over here and get some of these kids uh Bo Williams is a player come over here and watch him scout him I saw on his Twitter page I mean uh Missouri Western which is fine D2 school some don't let this kid get out of state this kid can play yeah. go get him keep him in Arkansas yeah I I can't watch to I, I mean I can't wait to watch him play live too uh and hopefully We'll get to do that sometime down the road this season. And Leland, I know you were so intrigued by that performance, you just had to go back and watch it all. I went back and watched, uh, yes, watched the whole game and, uh, you know, kept my own stats, uh, you know, which, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. 400, 393, I think Rick had him with uh, 388 in the Player of the Week story today, which probably came from Shallow Christian after they went back yeah. and went through a huddle. I had 400. I uh, just going by what was in the game story. Yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, we, we kind of agree that it was just a heck of a performance all the way around, and, yeah. you know, that's special. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it was 400 or 393 yep. and six touchdowns. I mean, it was a tremendous performance because mm-hmm. when the starting quarterback, Cole Creighton, went down, and that was in the first quarter, that was early. Yes. I think he was five for five for 34 yards at that point. But when he went down and he was holding his collarbone, oh. which is never a good sign, uh, but when he went down, uh, of course, I knew the outcome already when I went back and watched it, but I thought, you know, wow, how did they win this game? Of course, I knew Bo Williams had a big night, and obviously that was it. But like you said, the thing that's so su- surprising, two things, Shallow Christian's defense, because Walker White and the Little, and the Little Rock Christian offense um, was never a factor in the game. Wow. That's just amazing. Shallow that Christian is, yeah. jumped out on them early and maintained the lead, and they just kept handing the ball to Bo Williams. And Little Rock Christian knew what was coming, and he still um, was getting four or five yards a, a pop. And, you know, Bo Williams is not a 
he's not one of these four four guys so he wasn't bouncing a lot of those runs outside and getting around the corner they were you know we talked about big boy footballs bentonville and conway well he was getting big boy yards just right up the middle four or five yards after contact i mean it was i think he had one carry where they stopped him for no gain and everything else it was just power yeah. football it's not like that shiloh beat him by one point or two of them. they beat him by 21 i mean <laughs> that, hey, that's a very uh thorough victory for the saints I, I was i covered that game last year when everybody was um infatuated walker uh um sam Pittman was on the sidelines watching um uh, walker white and and uh they handled shiloh christian pr- pretty well but i love this description coach barner gave me about uh williams he said he runs angry yeah. he runs angry uh and i love that i love that you know uh only one stop maybe at the line of scrimmage but he's gonna fight you and get you a two three yards fall forward let's talk about another game that really kind of caught my eye over on, on friday night uh, i got the you know the the write-up came in that springdale high had rallied to beat farmington uh scored a couple of late touchdowns and man what a win for for coach Hobbs over at Springdale High uh you know they they're they've changed that offense to the flex bone yeah. and they really got it they really got the bone rolling there late in the second half what a great win for the Bulldogs uh coming back to to beat Farmington last week yeah uh, 58 carries for 447 yards for Springdale's ground game they they did attempt two passes completed them both for 95 yards so again man the flex bone they have found something that obviously works that they like but 447 yards and six rushing touchdowns and i think it's kind of gawky yeah uh two of those rushing touchdowns and you're right farmington was up 21 to 14 at the half but for the second year in a row it looks like they're going to lose their starting quarterback uh maybe for the season which is a, a tremendous blow for a Farmington team that I thought would be, if not at the top of the 5A West, very close to the top of the conference. Well, and we've still got you know a little ways to go. They got good athletes over in Farmington, and we'll we'll just see what, what Coach J.R. Eldridge puts together over there. He's a good coach, and they'll they'll figure something out over there. I can I promise think you that. Last year, didn't they take a senior defensive back and put him at quarterback, and they did pretty well. I can't, I can't remember the kid's name. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Van Zant didn't did come back at the end of the season, yeah. uh, which helped too, but they did make the playoffs. All right. Let's go down to the River Valley, Leland. We'll start at the game you were at. I know that, uh, man, Fort Smith Northside looked like they were missing a team load of players against Greenwood, but Greenwood's defense really just ate Northside alive. Yeah, I, you know, I was looking down at the sideline before the game, and I was looking at, you know, the the players that were down there that were not dressed out, and I kept looking over at the roster going, well, there's a starter. Well, there's a starter. Well, there's a starter. So I think I counted five starters that they were without, including two offensive linemen, which, you know, it never never helps to miss two of those guys the second game of the year and then McLean Moody wasn't even there because he was sick uh with an illness so the starting quarterback wasn't there and uh man Greenwood just took full advantage of uh you know of of a a short man north side team for seven turnovers cash cash archer had three sacks and Northside held Northside to 72 yards of offense. Greenwood was up 28 to nothing after a quarter, 
and 42 to nothing at halftime. Man, just a total mm. total domination. And, you know, I know those guys, if, if, if Northside had been at full strength, um, you know, would have made a big difference for sure. But what the injuries? Why some of those guys were out? Yeah, injuries. Okay. Yeah, yep. I mean, you, know, you got to think that the Coach Curry's playing the, the long game here. You know, yeah, you want to beat Greenwood, and that's – but, you you know, you want to be able to compete in your conference. And so probably yep. sitting those guys out was probably the right move on his part. Absolutely. Um, and I've never seen <clears throat> this before. Greenwood's average drive start in the in the first half was Northside's 39. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, that's – um, short fields for sure. Uh, let's let's move down to uh, Ozark, where Boonville wins a, a shootout affair against Ozark, and um, kind of enjoyed reading about the game that Dax Goff had. Uh, you know, had a big big night all around, and even had a, a receiving touchdown, uh, or a cut, he had caught both of the passes actually for uh, the Bearcats. So, uh, what what did you hear about that one, Leland? Well, it was great. You know, in, in Sunday's River Valley Democrat Gazette, we did to, we get to do a follow-up of the games we did uh, from Friday night. And Harold McIlvain had just a fantastic follow-up, talked to Dax Goff about, uh, you know, we, we all know what a great running back he is. He rushed for, you know, a school record 2,200 yards last year plus. He's a great, great linebacker. Um and it's hard to say he's a better linebacker than he is a running back because he's so good at both. But then the fact that he now uh, also has a receiving touchdown and the story was just great. Talked to Dax Goff about, uh, you know, his, uh, I, I don't know about a new role, but a, a new role that he certainly played on Friday night as a receiver. Plus he got the return of kickoff for a touchdown. So it was, uh, I think he had 303 all-purpose yards on Friday night, and oddly enough, not all of them were rushing. Yeah, I mean, just a, it was a, it was a cool. Like I, I was thinking to myself, like if Bo Williams had not gone for what he did, that would have been a good player of the week candidate too. But Bo got the honor this week. See, Mike, that's the philosophy I've heard a lot of coaches put the ball in the hands of your best player. It seemed like uh, they do that a lot down there. And speaking of best players, man, uh, Southside's got a bunch of good wow. players that they can give the ball to. <laughs> I, that that south side running game is really piling up the yards early, Leland. Man, Cooper Anderson, Kobe Branham, uh, Jace Jackson, three senior offensive linemen just clearing the way. And of course, you know, we love the, you know, in the in the Northwest Arkansas and River Valley Democrat Gazette and and this show, we love to bring you nuggets that you're not gonna get anywhere else. Oh man. <clears throat> well I can't wait for this. Southside rushed twenty seven times for four hundred and thirty seven yards on Friday night. That is the first time in Southside history that they have rushed for over 400 yards in two consecutive games. So that shows you, even early in the year, yes. how that ground game is, is really going. Well, we're talking about the Southside 55-28 win over Van Buren on Friday. And it got out of hand a little bit early. I know Van Buren scored some points late. I, we were kind of hoping the game would be a little bit closer than it was. Southside is overwhelmed uh van buren so um well so let's let's go just go over the scores briefly from last week we mentioned conway 42 bentonville 39 rogers high 35 bishop kelly 7 springdale beat farmington 42 38 how about this one fayetteville 58 north little rock 20 we we know that i thought that fayetteville would go over there there and win i didn't expect them to go win by 38 um 
Cabot and Bentonville West had a good one. Cabot wins 21-18. Bixby, Oklahoma, all over Springdale Harbor, 75-18. Uh, Lewisburg, Kansas, 38-14 over Rogers Heritage. We mentioned Greenwood, 49-0 over Northside and Southside, 55-28 over Van Buren. Alma gets its first win of the year, 38-14 over Salem Springs. How about this one, guys? Mountain Home with its first win in the rivalry with yes. Harrison in about – 10 or 11 years, 44-31 over the Goblins. Shiloh Christian, we talked about that one over Little Rock Christian, 43-22. Gravit with a big win over Inola, Oklahoma, 37-0. Perry Grove stops Huntsville, 49-14. Pea Ridge uh, gets a win over Gentry, 48-13 in a rematch of last year's game, which the score was about the opposite uh, last year. Uh, Moralton, 35-7 over Clarksville. Lamar with another big win over Waldron, 40-6. Boonville and Ozark, we mentioned that one. Boonville won at 48-35. Lincoln beats Westville, Oklahoma, 48-24. Berryville with a 16-13 close one over West Fork. Uh, Elkins goes down to Charleston and gets a big win, 49-13. How about this one, guys? Green Forest, 56. Greenland, 52. We'll talk about that one in just a little bit. And then uh, Mansfield over Paris, 47-9. Lavaca, 47-6 over Magazine. Piccolo, Oklahoma, 42-26 over Hackett. Mountainburg, 26. Danville, 20. And Yellville Summit with a 36-0 win over Johnsonville Westside. Um, you know, just a lot, kind of a lot of scores to throw at you there. But, uh, you know, that's what we like to hear. We like to see these scores, and, and, and we've got a lot of uh, good feedback on Saturday and a lot of good uh, local roundups in our newspapers. Um, let's take a look at this week's games. So we've got Rogers at Farmington, Victory Christian at Shiloh Christian in, Spr- in uh, Springdale, Little Rock Central visits Bentonville West. Greenbrier visits Salem Springs. That's a conference game. They get to open because they've got so many teams in their conference. They're opening one week early in conference. Charleston at Ozark. Fort Smith Northside is at Fayetteville. Camden Fairview is at Boonville. Springdale at Conway. Little Rock Southwest at Rogers Heritage. Fort Smith Southside at Wynn. Greenwood at that Mountain Home, two and O Mountain Home, two and O Greenwood. Wow, man, they're excited over in Bomber Nation. Gravit at Prairie Grove, Huntsville at Pea Ridge, Clarksville at Elkins, Batesville at Harrison, Waldron at Folk, Mina at Lincoln, Quitman at Gentry, Dover at Lamar, Berryville at Greenland, West Fork at Paris, Horatio at Lavaca, Danville at Magazine, and Mountainburg at Cedarville. Guys, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of games there for us. Um, you know, the 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 slate this week is just not as is. Yeah, there's just not the, the the real marquee game we're looking for. But I know there's some some exciting games to be played. You know, regardless. Um, Leland, was there was there anyone on that list? I know you're going to be at Charleston at Ozark, if I'm not mistaken. And that one, you know, we'll see if Ozark bounces back from a tough loss to Boonville and um, see what. Uh, what happens with Charleston? Well, that's the the Franklin County feud, but it's uh, I think for both of those teams right now, it's probably the bounce back bowl. Ozark dropped a tough one to Boonville. Charleston, of course, lost to a very good. I think we're going to know at the end of the year. We're we're going to look back and say, you know, hey, maybe that one wasn't that bad after all because Elkins is very good. 
So both of those teams, uh, the bounce back bowl, they want to, you know, win a game, uh, you know, before conference starts. But I tell you the game that really stands out to me, uh, Greenwood at Mountain Home, which normally, you know, I'd look at that game and go, uh, you know, it's Greenwood at Mountain Home. Greenwood's <laughs> Greenwood's five and zero against Mountain Home, and in those five meetings, which two of those have been in the playoffs the last three years, but Mountain Home has scored a grand total of four touchdowns in those five games. Mountain Home may score four touchdowns Friday night. Cade Yates set a Mountain Home single-game school record on Friday night, throwing for 422 yards. They had three receivers over 100 yards in that big win over Harrison that snapped a 10-year losing streak to the Goblins. So they are going to be fired up at Bomber Stadium on Friday oh, night. It'll, it'll be a nice atmosphere. They do a good job over Mountain Home at promoting that team. And you know, now they're having a little bit of success. Steve Airy's done a good job over there. Um, I tell you what, too, Greenwood going to Mountain Home, they better leave like in just a few minutes because it takes a while to get there. That's not an easy trip. No, it's not. It's a, uh, I think everybody, you know, dreads that trip. You know, Mountain Home for a long time, they were locked into a classification because of the, um, oh, what did they call it? The isolation clause or yes. the isolation rule. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's probably, it may be the hardest uh, road trip for on on a you know normal average for any team in the state yeah it, that's it, one reason i've always kind of cheered for mountain home because they're kind of isolated up there yeah. and, and they really have to go a long way uh, anytime they come down that hill especially in uh, october november you get a little snow maybe a little sleet and uh, man it's great to see them uh put together a fine uh uh, they've already been pretty good in basketball, but, uh, man, this is exciting for them. Great game coming up with uh, Greenwood. Let me tell you about the game. I'm I'm just really curious to see how it turns out. Uh, it's it's not on anybody's radar probably, but Little Rock Southwest at Rogers Heritage. So Southwest wins this game last year by one point in Little Rock. They're making the return trip up for Friday night. Uh, we just don't know a whole lot about Rogers Heritage or, or Southwest. Southwest only played one time. We know they've got some talent. Didn't – didn't play real well at Rogers High in week zero. Uh, you know, we know Rogers Heritage has a good running back and a Mary Dingle. We'll just just anxious to see how, how Daryl Patton has his group ready to come up here next week, or this week, rather, and, uh, and play the War Eagles. All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will give you our top five. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners, so visit nwaonline.com slash podcast23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com, or call us at 479-684-5509 and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. Graham Thomas with you with Rick Fires and Leland Barclay. And guys, let's let's jump right into our top five. Uh, you know, we always start off with Rick, but let's start off with Leland this time. Uh, the top five from the River Valley. And uh, what you got, Leland? 
Well, I got to go with Greenwood's defense. Cash Archer, a junior defensive end, three sacks, forced two fumbles, plus he had another tackle for loss. And those three sacks were all in the first quarter. And then Brady Mackey picked up a fumble and ran it back 38 yards for a touchdown, seven turnovers in all, um, 72 yards and seven first downs given up. Just a tremendous performance, again, by uh, Greenwood's defense. Southside's offense, again, we talked about 437 yards rushing. Uh, Amari Tucker, 11 carries, 258 and two touchdowns. And then the other guy, Isaac Gregory, seven carries for 132 yards and three touchdowns. Plus, he caught a 67-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> so four guy. touchdowns for Isaac Gregory. Uh, and then Subiaco Academy uh, beat, uh, I have to think of the name, Arkansas Christian Academy out of Bryant, 82 to nothing on Friday night I in an eight-man football crazy. game. Subiaco scored 10 offensive touchdowns and also forced six uh, turnovers on defense. And then Lavaca, with a very good defensive effort and a 47-6 win over Magazine, gave up 54 total yards. Uh, so Lavaca uh, off to a good start as well. And then number five, I'm going to have to step off the gridiron a little bit, go with Southside, and it's kind of a Southside, um, you know, twin bill. The volleyball team went up to Shiloh Christian and played in a in a three way match, and uh, defeated Benton, which I think won the six or won the five A state championship last year, and defeated Shiloh Christian, which was four A runner up last year. Both three zero uh, behind uh, Lydia Pitts, uh, who had a had a great uh, I guess you'd say doubleheader, and then also Cadence Hodge uh, won the cross country meet uh in her division at the uh shallow christian cross-country meet on saturday so two uh two great performances by uh Southside there in two different sports all right all right rick top five go for it man all right no i know we're uh mostly northwest but man i love when arkansas teams do really well make arkansas look good and i gotta go with bryant bryant 45 christian brothers of st louis defending state champions both these guys these teams state champions and you know losing buck james had, apparently hadn't affected brian at all they had 584 yards total yards they ran their win streak to 24 consecutive still the bet still the team to beat in arkansas so congratulations there uh, then i'm gonna uh we talked earlier about uh excellent not only top five, that may be one of the top five games I've ever seen, Conway and Bentonville. But my props is the C.J. Brown uh, returning that second half kickoff, 99 yards. And then on the next series, 81-yard touchdown pass. And I want to talk to the people out there on Friday night. This is what we love about high school football. Uh, you know, you don't have to sit home on Friday night and then wait for the college game. Go out and see some of these kids before they become stars on the college level, maybe in the pro level. I know you sit home, you watch Netflix, you go out and eat your catfish or whatever. Uh, kind of uh, put that in with the, a Friday night. Just pick out a game. Pick out a game uh, to go to. There's some great athletes out there. Um, a couple weeks ago, I talked about Springdale High. And I said, man, you know, they look pretty good against Harrison. And then they got the win. They got the win over Farmington. And I, the, th the word that stood out to me is they come back win. You know, if when you lose and you lose, you lose, you know, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen now? How are we going to lose this one? But they didn't lose. 
they got the stop, defensive stop, and then they scored with, I don't know, seconds ago. And so great job for Springdale High. The only thing is their reward, they got to go to Conway. <laughs> Um, hey, maybe they'll get. Maybe Conway will be, uh, you know, still riding that high from that Bentonville win. Well, not with Bug probably James. Not. I die. Probably not. <laughs> probably but Brett not. Hobbs, man, I watched him in high school. He's the ultimate Springdale Bulldog, tough linebacker. And then he goes down to Alma, uh, makes all league down there at uh, um, uh, Arkansas Tech, uh, and they're going back to physicality. They got some great guys up front, and the guy. Uh, by the end of the year, we're going to have to figure out how to say his name. But major props to Brett Hobbs and Springdale, what they're doing. I wrote down Rodgers uh, beating uh, Bishop Kelly, Jacob Jenkins, Isaac Chapman, two touchdowns apiece. They also play on defense. They got Farmington would be, but uh, if they're starting quarterback, it may not be as good a game as maybe it uh, would have been had Cameron been there. And then I don't want to jump too far ahead, but, man, then that, um, that 7A West opener when Rodgers plays Fort Smith Southside. Woo, man, what a game that's going to be. So that's what I got for this week. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, you know, we, we talked about him at the beginning of the show, but Bo Williams, I mean, what a job. You know, he was the, the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette's player of the week this week. Um, I'm just going to say 400 rushing yards, six touchdowns, you know, uh, and and that's number one. And he's he, But he also plays a part in number two. Number two is that shallow Christian defense. You know, they were – you know, I just got to have more information about the job they did about stopping Walker White. You know, Leland, you said they were non-factor. I mean, that's just – what a great job. Stunning to me, yes. Tucker Bernard and, and, and the Saints. I mean, just a great job. Number three, I'm going to go with uh, Ridge Gordon Swafford of Green Forest. What? Listen to listen to all <laughs> this here. In, in a 56-52 to 52 win against Greenland, and we saw Ridge Gordon Swafford at media day up here. 36 carries. 171 rushing yards, five touchdowns. Wow. He also caught three passes for 23 yards and a receiving touchdown. And his teammate, Mason Metter, the quarterback, was 11 of 15 passing for 194 yards and two touchdowns. Also rushed for 29 yards and one touchdown. What a win for the Red Tigers. Really happy so to see that. So what you're telling, we could have had like seven co-players a week. So I mean, many great individual just, efforts. We just had, you know, and here comes another one. Elkins, our boy Dizzy Dean. Yep. 20 out of 27 for 235-yard passing and five touchdowns. And even his, his, his brother Stone got in the act. Six receptions, 93, or sorry, 90 receiving yards and one touchdown. Good player. Man, just, you know, as you said, Rick, a lot of good performances. But here's another one I'm going to throw at you guys. Um, <clears throat> last week, a uh, golfer from Fayetteville, Elizabeth Lim, shot a 64 in a match against Rogers. I mean, just, I can't even, you know, <laughs> I couldn't even shoot that if they had the, the bumpers up and, and let it straight yeah. to the hole. I mean, what an oh, amazing job. and. Yeah. Um, you know the and the, Fables had some good golf. Oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and um, I remember texting with uh, Coach Scott Williams last week and said it was a really fun round to watch yeah. too. So, uh, you know the the girls golf state tournament is going to be at Springdale Country Club later this month, and Elizabeth will be one of those that we're really happy to 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 follow along. And, um, and there's a lot of good you know female golfers out there. So. Uh, but that that concludes our top five, and that will be the the conclusion of this podcast, folks. You can listen to Prep Rally 
at nwaonline.com or wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Um, you know, be sure and look for Prep Rally Live later this week with Rick Fires and I as we break down some of the the good matchups up in Northwest Arkansas in the River Valley this week. And uh, you know, it, it's kind of we're already on week three. It just goes it goes by in the blink of an eye, fellas. Um, you know, a couple more weeks we'll be starting conference play, and then you start adding in all the different tournaments with golf and tennis and cross country and volleyball and. You know, it just gets to be a, a very busy time, and it goes it's by quick. busy but fun, isn't it? Yes, sir, it does. That's why we're in this business. Yep. So, for Leland Barclay in the River Valley and for Rick Fires, this is Graham Thomas signing up – or signing off. I'm sorry, I'm not signing up for anything. We're signing <laughs> off. And thank you for watching Prep Rally. The proceeding has been a production of Prep Rally Podcasts. Find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. And be sure to follow our hosts on social media.